And then you look back and you wonder, why aren't you subscribed to Not The Experts Podcast on YouTube? Why aren't you following it on, on Apple Music and Spotify? Hmm. Why are you not doing that? And you look at and we look, you look yourself in the mirror and you go, wow, I'm a bad person for not reviewing Not The Experts on, on giving it five stars on Apple, on Apple Podcasts. I should go do that right now. Mm-hmm. All I wanted were some sunny days, but they never seemed to come to me. Tried to get him out of his younger reach. Never got past having lunch. What's up, everybody? Levi here. Just wanted to give a quick disclaimer before we continue with the podcast. This was recorded Saturday night. This is mainly about NBA free agency, uh, beginning with the announcement of UCLA, USC moving to the Big Ten. But here you're going to get our free agency takes. So if you're thinking, hey, I kind of heard some of this stuff before from maybe some uh, other podcast or TV you were listening to, just know we didn't steal their takes. They stole ours. But then you're thinking, oh, wait, why should I be even listening to this right now? You're just telling me you're about to hear a bunch of stuff that I'm about to hear a bunch of stuff that I've already heard. False. False. Not the experts. We're always thinking outside of the box. And I think we nailed, um, you know, Katie's true intentions here with everything going on. Anyways, enjoy the show. Looking at news the other day, the Pac-12, I saw a notification that USA and UCLA joined the Big Ten. And you ask yourself, why would USC and UCLA do that? Why would the Big Ten, who made a pact with the Pac-12 and the ACC to not pose each other's teams and alliance, why would they come out and steal the two California teams? Mm-hmm. You ask yourself, now how would the travel work? There's a lot of miles in between those two places. So I think other conferences around the country need to ask themselves, what's the Big Ten doing? I think that's the question. It's a great well, grind one worst. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the experts, Titus. That's Levi. We're here. Um, Levi, why they do that? I I don't know. It's stupid though, and I hate it. It makes no sense. It makes n- no sense at all. Um, I think the only reason why they did that, why they chose the Big Ten, USC, and UCLA, they like to think of themselves uh, as high quality, top caliber institutions. And I guess that's what the Big Ten likes to claim is that they have top institutions, you know, for learning. Uh, so I don't know, but it doesn't make any sense and I hate it. So in my in my fantasy college football world back in the NCAA 14 days, USC and UCLA and the Big 12 would always like combine. You'd be like, you know, you put USC, Oklahoma, Texas together. Have yeah. some fun. It kind of makes a little more regional sense. Mm-hmm. Little, this is... I mean, okay, this is weird. I don't yeah. know why the past. I don't like the idea. How are you going to join the conference that you're supposed to play in the Rose Bowl? Yeah. That's, you've ruined the granddaddy of them all? You destroyed, yeah. the, destroyed your own grandfather? You monsters? 
they're evil monsters. Mm-hmm. So we're moving forward closer to this super conference pack thing or whatever this is, the super conferences. Um, I guess it's join or die at this point. Yeah, and I, I believe what's crazy too is that I believe um, UCLA won like four different titles this year, and they were one of the lone schools who actually won titles in sports this year uh, for the Pac-12. So yeah. yeah, so now the Pac-12 is really about to have nothing. They always have the good weather though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Apparently, I heard, I think I saw something with the the. They they apparently discussed the travel for the non-revenue sports. Like, so I guess they got some kind of deal worked out to help aid with the travel for like the water polo team or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing is though, is like uh I, I feel like the Pac 12's got some sports that these other programs don't have. Yeah, like I don't know a lot of Big Ten schools with water polo programs. Too cold for that, right? Yeah. Way too cold. I mean, I'm sure you're doing it indoors, but are they going to get a hockey program? Oh, yeah. That is true. And Big Ten does have a lot of hockey programs. So are you telling me that, like, every other year I'm going to get Lincoln Riley versus versus Kirk Ferentz? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, that's what I want to know is how does Lincoln feel about this? Yeah, I don't – I feel like he signed up for Pac-12 energy, not, like, California energy, not this, not this Midwestern nonsense. Exactly. I've, I've actually been sitting on a take and it's it doesn't the take doesn't work anymore. But I actually made myself really mad towards the beginning of the NIL deals, not because of NIL. But when I saw, you know, Miami and USC were being the big, you know, heavy rollers out of their two weak conferences, it made me really freaking mad because I was thinking, oh, great. Now Miami and USC get the cakewalk to the playoff every freaking year without any competition. And then, you know, beat out whatever the SEC and Big Ten schools there for competing in the playoff. But uh, that goes away now for USC. They won't have that cakewalk anymore. It's a t- I think it's a terrible move if they if they want to, you know, build back this program of dominance for USC. I think it – well, the thing is, I feel like they still have an edge in recruiting California because mm-hmm. it's like you can live here still. And True. you get- that's a little like it has a better chance of making the playoffs than ours does. Yeah. So if that or you can go you can go to Ohio and get cold and be cold five, seven times a month. Or mm-hmm. seven or you come here and be warm and then just visit there a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it, it does feel like a weird move. It doesn't it just feel like a weird move. But I thought Texas and US and Oklahoma to the SEC was a weird move too. Like they move seems smart to me. No, no. I don't really yeah, I don't know. It's I don't know. I guess the money's nice. I don't know. I know the big the big team was caking like that with the bread, but apparently they are. Yeah, I think they are. And I didn't realize until I saw that chart of all the different national title winners that I think the Big 12, I mean the Big 10 did have the most. So maybe I'm sure football drives a lot of revenue, but I'm sure they have some of these non-revenue sports that would traditionally be non-revenue in other conferences. They're probably getting revenue off that. Or I don't know, but do what? Hockey probably makes money in the Midwest. Like the college hockey program probably gets some money, I would assume. Probably. Like, I just hazard to guess the hockey program makes money. Um, the wrestling, they got a good wrestling up there. Yeah. Like they be on ESPN sometimes. It's always mm-hmm. like a big, I'm like, oh wow, Big Ten schools and wrestling. Down to watch it, but you know, it's like, oh, okay, cool. But yeah. you know, football wise, I guess, you know, oh God, Jim, 
John Harbaugh versus nah, he'll be Jim Harbaugh will be gone by then. He'll be doing something else. <laughs> by 2024, he'll he's, he's out of there. But yeah, I mean, it's Ohio State and USC. I don't know. Like UCLA going over here doesn't help. They're not gonna win anyway. It's mm-hmm. party. Mm-hmm. I guess I get that. But I don't know. That the the ACC moving away from the divisions or whatever they're doing. What they doing over there in the ACC? Uh, I, I don't even know. I haven't heard. They stop, they're stopping the divisions after next year or something like that. And everybody's going in the group stages like a, like a World Cup, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, they're scrapping that. I think that's, I think that's too. I remember hearing about the SEC first because they're going to have too many teams to do like divisions. Yeah, they are. Group type thing too. The ACC just did it first or announced mm. it first. Um, it all sounds, I don't like any of it. The only thing interesting from the only the best thing that happened across the world this year, this summer was Kirby Smart and Nick Saban's argument. That was a great promo. Wait, you mean Jimbo? Jimbo. Yeah. Great promo by Jimbo. Oh my God, that promo. That promo was, that's an all name of promos. Jimbo, like, I love, I love Jimbo Fisher so much because he just makes everything so bad for himself. <laughs> Jimbo, that much, but that was hilarious. <laughs> Truly, he's such yeah. a baby. I mean, watch your mouth. Nick should have watched his mouth. Nick violated. <laughs> oh, bro, we all cheat. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. I'm saying he broke the code, bro. How do you dealt with? How do you dealt with? I still need. I need to see the meeting they had with uh, what's AC commissioner name? Sankey. Yeah, I need to see the meeting they had with Sankey. Like, I want. I know what happened. And then when they sat, and we sat everybody down. Like sh- sh- both of you, shut up! Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Got a good thing going over. If y'all only take that, leave us alone. We're good. Got fouls on everybody. Like if they ever come for him, he is snitching. Yeah, he is absolutely snitching on everybody. He got fouls on every team. I would. I mean, I wish Jimbo would have just went ahead and snitched, but it was a whole lot of uh, nothing. He was like, "You want to looking at God, looking at God's past? I bet you'll find something there." It was like, "Well, tell us what it is, Jimbo. Like, let's quit dancing around it." Oh, like Nick did. Jimbo not a code breaker. <laughs> Nick is a, Nick pocket watcher. I've noticed this since the NIL happened. Nick really a pocket watcher. He's a pocket watcher. He aggressively watching pockets. Well, I mean he's that watching, contract that contract's a pocket watcher. He's watching Bryce Young's pocket last year. Like, bro, why? <laughs> you and everybody else money, bro. Like, stop, bro. But no, nah, uh, basketball's doing stuff, Levi. This That's league. Heard Dejounte Murray is a is a hawk. Yes. Um, Happy. You know the Spurs gave up like three different career highs last year on defense to d- different players. Wait, what? Like career highs of three different players last year. Oh, really? <laughs> Don Moran put hung fifty two on on Dante Murray's head and got a heat and Johnny threw the ball. The ref got ejected with three minutes left because he was over it. <laughs> I think Tatum got the car. Cat went for like fifty five or something weird last year. They gave mm-hmm. a lot of. Career- this elite defender, Dejounte Murray. Um, hey, Dejounte can't do it all, man. He couldn't do anything with Ja. Clearly, he couldn't even do the beginning. Did he guard him the whole game? Guard him enough to throw the ball at the referee and get a Jake with three minutes. <laughs> Whatever. I, I'm not going to tolerate the hate. Hit the ball. You know the bag hit the ref with the ball when he got Jake. He dapped up Ja. Like, hey, good job, bro. Like, oh, <laughs> you know you got cooked. Understood. Understood. Yeah. It's an interesting fit. Um, I'm curious to see what the rest of the Hawks roster looks like because I still I still don't think John Collins cares to be there anymore. 
like figure something else out with that. No, nah, he's got moved. Some, I don't know what the market is now because the Spurs didn't seem interested. I don't know who else is super interested in that. Um, the Hornets thing, any Hornets trade kind of blew up because uh, now the Bridges might be out of here mm-hmm. for the foreseeable, which I'm not really mad at. Um, you know, so uh, it's gonna be a weird, weird situation in Atlanta right now. But you have a guard. You have another guard, and we'll get to, we'll get to learn whether Trey Young is willing to do things to win that basketball if he wants to dribble the ball seventy five times a game. We will get to learn. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. The, this was totally to get Trey off the ball. Yes, that's what I'm interested in. See if Trey wants to be off the ball or not. I think he does though. Addiction to being able to dribble because dudes like James Harden used to be off the ball too. He used to he used to do stuff with the ball like without the ball. He used to cut to the basket and all kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and then say, "Hey, here's the ball, dribble it." And he was like, oh, "This is so much fun. It's so much basketball." <laughs> in my head all the time so i wonder if trey will because he should be he should be no i think i think trey's very willing to do it i think look like i said we they worked on it a lot last year it's just that we didn't have anybody to really step up and take um that spot which you could say lou williams could have been that guy helping uh you know trey play off ball but yeah. he got injured playoff time so he wasn't there but i think trey's definitely open to it because I think at the end of the day, Trey truly does want to win. Maybe not in the beginning, his rookie year or second year coming in. Maybe he probably was more focused on being a Trey-centric offense or a Trey-centric team. But I think now he got slapped in the face during these playoffs and he really learned, all right, yeah, I really can't do this on my own. Right. Would um the real question is, is he now that he has Dante Murray, will he find the regular season interesting or will it still be boring to him? No, I think he will. Fresh Real faces. Fun. Yeah. I, I, I think this is a whole new thing for him. Yes, there is October. The regular season is boring. Okay. Okay, Trey. Okay, yeah. Trey. All no, right. I, I hated that. I hated was, that so much. But no, you, I mean, the good thing is you made a move because Nate McMillan, you got to have a roster that can carry Nate McMillan to playoff wins. You just do. Yeah. Because he ain't going to do it himself. You got to have a roster that can carry his playoff wins. And I like shakeups, man. Shakeups are good. Don't get stagnant. Do not mm-hmm. get stagnant. Um, I think a move is flying under the radar, Levi. Brogdon to the Celtics is a that's that's a big deal. Who to the Celtics? Brogdon. Oh yeah, Malcolm Brogdon to the Celtics is great. I love the link now for that team. I mean, we thought that team was tall right now, especially tall with uh, Brogdon in there and with the defense. I just got a tweet. The Lakers and Brooklyn Nets are actively engaging trade discussions centered on the Russell Westbrook Kyrie Irving package. Wait, what is that? This is breaking news. Yes, yeah, just it. I just got this notification from Chris Haynes. Oh, uh oh. So, okay, this means Ben Simmons is going somewhere because you're not putting Russell Westbrook and Ben Simmons on the same court together. You're you're not doing that. You're you're just not doing that basketball in 2022. Mm-hmm. Because that that's no, just no. Love them both. No, absolutely, that's a terrible duo. I mean, well, Russell- I have a question. We know Trey can't go to the Nets, but does this mean? But but can Ben Simmons go to the Hawks with Trey Young on the roster? No. Okay, so that can't happen at all. Right. So all these you know projected trades that had Ben Simmons going to the Hawks were completely um, undoable. I don't think he can. Oh no, no, he can't because you only you can only trade for one player on that on the rookie designated deal. So the Hawks could trade for him because they have. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because Ben yeah. is technically the one traded one for the Nets. Actually, that would work. Okay, yeah, that would work. So that is one place for Ben Simmons to land and then for the Nets to take John Collins. But um, I'm more focused on 
that's where I think the Hawks have the best trade package for KD because they could easily throw in, dude, throw in. I don't know how the money works. I haven't looked into it, but you can, we could easily get rid of Hunter, Collins, and Capella for Durant. Let me fire the trade. Let me get my last about fire the trade, NBA trade machine. Give me a second. Let's do it. I, I really don't hate that, though. I think that is a very good possibility, though, for a uh, John Collins, Ben Simmons type swap. I'm not mad at that NBA trade machine. I wouldn't be mad at John Collins. I mean, I think I, I said last year, Simmons in Atlanta, good fit. Don't like Ben Simmons. They're adding high. I think they're aiming for higher than that. I don't know if you saw, but Minnesota asked for. Um, I don't know, I'm trying to add. How's this work? Oh, I have to add the other thing. Okay, Minnesota called before Minnesota made the Rudy Gobert deal yesterday, which we'll get into. They called for. Um, what was I saying? I'm sorry, I got distracted. You're talking about Minnesota. Who's aiming higher? The, um, oh, the Nets, because they asked for they 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 called for KD and they were like, "Yeah, you're gonna put Aaron Cat in that deal." Like, um, no, like, okay, well, we don't want to talk to you, so yeah, like, <laughs> I think they want they want bigger, they want bigger, man. I think they said they want at least one, at least one all star in picks, and they might go for two. Mm. Let's see, a little, yeah. I don't, I don't blame the Nets though. You, you can't give in to just what Katie wants here. You definitely have to take in this to, oh, we're gonna get the better half, or we're gonna come out better in this trade, or definitely not. Worse. Well, I just did the trade machine with this deal, and it does it's successful. But John Hollinger, the Hollinger thing says the Hawks wins would decrease by three. What with for Ben Simmons or KD? KD. How? That's, that's what it says. It's decreased by three, but I feel like you're losing three, three people who are valuable for getting one. You're doing three for one. Yeah, but that that'd be a solid starting five because you would have <clears throat> Trey. Um, oh, yeah, the Ben one doesn't. You can't have you can't have KD and Ben. You wanted those. You can't have both. Uh, yeah, no. Nah. I, I wouldn't expect to get both. Yeah. So KD, KD is successful. Let's see. Let me adjust it for just, just Mr. Simmons. Oh. Oh, no. The Nets can't and get all three because they're over the tax. Collins. Capella and Collins works. Wow. Hawks wins decreased by 20. Getting rid of Capella and Collins for KD or Ben? I said Ben, yeah. Oh, Ben. Oh, bad. I didn't hear you. Yeah, and you can't, can't do a Collins for Simmons trade straight up because Collins – Simmons makes too much money. Okay. Simmons makes Collins makes twenty three. Yeah, I mean, I saw. I think it's going to be a good minute before we see KD get moved. Uh, I think it's going to be a week or two, maybe. But um, they really if they really about it, if they really about it, I'll be surprised this drags into the season. Yeah. The thing is, it's a four year deal, bro. We don't have to rush. We really don't. Mm -hmm. Like we genuinely do not have to rush into this. And I, Mm -hmm. so I really, I really do. I, I think they should drag it out and. So they have to add. Oh, wow. So it can't it can't be a Russ and Kyrie trade straight up either. By the way, why money wise? It's like it's like seven hundred seven hundred thousand dollars. So mm. um, but no, I I don't. Can we get into? Are we ready against this KD thing? Yeah, dudes. Okay, Levi. We've had some real discussions about like relationships stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Where you don't really have any control, but you're blamed for everything. There's no accountability held by the other person, and then you're left holding everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Katie and Kyrie are toxic. Mm-hmm. They just, they just like they gave you everything you wanted, and you want, and you're like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I think I'm good. Mm-hmm. I, what are we doing here? Kevin Durant's yo man's. That's yo man's. <laughs> What's your man's on? What's your man on? Do you see his tweet? Yeah, the the one. Anyone who really knows me. Yeah, that tweet? one. Yeah, yeah. One Kyrie, the Kyrie, one Kyrie tweeted for. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that that did you also see that someone asked that someone was like that uh, a reporter was like um Robert Lundberg was like, so what do you really want though? He's like, well, are you he's like, are you actually gonna address anything? Okay, like what do you want to address? And he asked like three words, like, do you want to trade because of Kyrie? Why do you want out of Brooklyn? And one more question. And Katie's like, you don't want to answer the he's like, nice try. Then why'd you tweet it? Yeah. Shut up. Quiet. It's better when you're quiet. It really mm-hmm. is. It really is. This is a disaster. Uh someone who is for sure in favor of player empowerment. I'm also in favor of you got a four-year deal. We'll send you what we feel like sending you. Mm-hmm. Not mad. I think there has to be a balance here. It's gotta be a give and take somewhere, man. The organization mm-hmm. gave you just decided that it wasn't good enough because for whatever reason that we still don't know because you won't say what it is, but we can all assume it's because the only report I've heard is that you didn't think they did enough to understand Kyrie Irving, which is just a, a magical thing to, to say. But yeah, uh, the Nets, I won't say they deserve better because they brought this on themselves, mm-hmm. but real Nets fans do deserve a little better. Nets fans deserve mm-hmm. better. This is pathetic. This is a pitiful, this is a pitiful situation. I mean, I feel bad. I feel bad for that front office because it's not like that front office hasn't been trying. They've been trying for a while. I mean, ever since the whole move to Brooklyn, you know, and the whole logo change, everything changed. They've been trying. It's just been terrible efforts. I mean, this it wasn't a bad idea. It's just, it's just like it went this bad, huh? Mm-hmm. It went, it went as, it went as bad as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. Gave up everything and did whatever them dudes wanted you to do for him. You hired Steve Nash, bro. Yeah, and this is the difference between good organizations and mediocre to bad ones. Because when the Heat big three, those guys tried to get Spolster out, and Paro was like, "Yeah, but yeah, no, you're playing for Spolster. That's it. It's the end of it. Mm-hmm. The end of it. Like you can have the players. It can have bigger relationship, but you gotta have you can you can guess okay to maintain a little bit of control. It is mm-hmm. only a few of y'all can actually do this and win championships." And by few, I mean one. LeBron, that's it. It's the only one. He went Dan Gilbert a title somehow. Mm-hmm. And the only reason they rebuilt is because he left them and they were terrible again. Mm-hmm. He built the Cleveland Cavaliers up four different times. It's really impressive, honestly. Like on hand. Four? Yeah. Yes, because he built them while he was there. When he got drafted there the first time. Mm-hmm. Turned, he built them up when he left because they got everybody to get Kyrie, which got him to come back. That's two. And then won the championship. And then he left again. That's three. And now they're good again. Championship counts for one as well. He went back and won him a title. And he left again. Now they're like a decent franchise to people respect. I don't respect them. People respect them. I don't respect Cleveland. You know that. LeBron, he's built them up four times. No one else has done anything. Like he's the only one that's actually taken control of, 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 a, of a team and actually made it matter. The rest of y'all should just stop. Just, just don't. Just don't do it. Because you're terrible at it. I think Kevin Ranch, I think Kevin Ranch should stay in Brooklyn. Are they straight back to Houston for all the picks? Yeah, I think what if Katie's just waiting for that Kyrie deal to get done? And then he's like, all right, never mind. I'll stay. That would be funny. What if he told really funny, yeah. yeah, what if they made an agreement, you know, or Kyrie led the agreement? Because I feel like Kyrie does all the talking and then Katie's just really high and he just nods along to whatever he says, acting like he's uh listening to him. And so <laughs> Kyrie was like, Here's the deal, man. I'm gonna re-sign this, I'm gonna opt back in with the Nets, and then we'll just both tell him we want to get traded and we out of here, bro. And uh Katie's just like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um he just tells him, Yeah, I want to get a trade too. But he's really just telling them, like, hey, I'm, I just need y'all to move Kyrie. I'm just telling y'all I want to get traded for Kyrie's sake. Oh, and, and I'm going to say I'm really disappointed in this organization for Kyrie's sake. And then y'all get him out of here. I'll just hit up Kyrie be like, man, that sucks, doesn't it? They got rid of you, but they, they wouldn't get rid of me, huh? How terrible. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I do want. I wish I wish I give Katie that credit, but I I I don't know. I think I don't know what Katie. I don't know, man. Katie's wants out. I guess. Yo, the Rudy Gobert thing threw the market off, huh? What a terrible. And then you saw that trade go down. You gotta be pissed. Mm-hmm. I, I still can't believe Minnesota really gave up that much for Rudy. That was a uh, lot. Is it though? Those are solid pieces. They are. They are solid pieces, but and how I many first round picks? Three. Three and a pick swap, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But I think the idea is that like Rudy at the at worst is a floor raiser, right? So you most those picks are most likely going to be in the teens, early twenties playoffs. Cause you, I mean, I don't think they win championship right that, right? But mm-hmm. like it probably is those picks aren't that high. Those picks aren't gonna be that low unless things go take a disastrous turn. Um, you could let you they did with some solid role players, but they they were able to keep um McDaniels, Jay McDaniels, who they mm-hmm. value and the Jazz value him a lot. The Jazz wanted him badly, apparently. They had thrown more picks just to get him. Because I was reading today that the trade, it was really just about Jaden. They really wanted Jaden. And they mm-hmm. were at an impact. They wouldn't they refused to give Jaden. And Jazz yeah. really, also the Jazz had a chance to draft Jaden McDaniels, and they didn't, by the way. Mm. They picked one pick before he went. One pick before he went, they drafted. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's interesting season trying to be like, hey, but okay, we want him now, though. I wonder if that happened in the phone call. Danny's like, hey, like, no, you should have drafted. Like, I wouldn't hear it back then. And not my personal problem, Danny. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, really, where I thought Brian Windhorse was going with this spectacular monologue that he had, I thought he was going with, um, I thought he was pointing out, that there's a huge possibility Katie may end up at the Jazz. That's what I thought he was trying to go to. I was very confused. Like, okay, is he trying to say I was I was thinking he was trying to say Katie to the Jazz or Jazz gonna blow everything up. But yeah, I feel like he knew something that he couldn't say, but he started talking and then realized like ah, I gotta be careful what I say. <laughs> I'm supposed to reveal this yet. Nah, I'm gonna my source my source will get in trouble. <laughs> Can I give another theory of what Brian one horse was doing? <laughs> Brian, Brian Windhorse saw an opportunity and he took it because uh, I was really surprised Brian Windhorse was able to deliver that, you know, two minute dialogue without anybody really just trampling all over it. And then I saw who who else was at the round table. I was like, oh, these are people that will, you know, give Brian Windhorse two minutes of airtime to talk. If it was the other you know, guys, they would have jumped all over him and we would have never gotten that spectacular uh, take right there. This is very true. Like, yeah. I, I can't man, you ain't say nothing for two minutes. Yeah. In that moment. Yeah. But I look, most was the funny part of me. Like, okay, uh huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. All right. What are the, what, what's going on in Utah? All right. <laughs> so, and she's like, all right, then. That was, <laughs> it was good. It really was. But nah, man, I, I do. I think it, it, I say it was a lot, but I do. I like what Minnesota is doing because that roster had peaked. I think that roster had maximized its abilities. And with the West getting better next year, because the Knuckles going to be healthy, the Clippers are presumably going to be healthy, and they still almost made the playoffs without being healthy mm-hmm. this year. You got something to get one of those guys back for most of the season. That's the West is better. And they're like, look, we might as well just take a chance now. Mm-hmm. Both their guys. Um, the Cat Rudy thing, I, qu- I don't know how good Cat guards fours. I don't. Um, I heard now I was reading that he's not a disaster on the perimeter, but it still feels like a lot. Mm-hmm. Which is because we already know Rudy's gonna get cooked in switches. Cat, you know, he's probably gonna cook, but I do think it's good to get cat out of I think it's good to help cat because as good as he should be defensively, he's just not. But I think it does help him a little bit. He can focus on, you know, his offensive game. 
And, you know, maybe he's, maybe he's a better help defender than a primary center. You know, maybe he's good at that. And step defensively because he was solid defensively this year. Um, the pick and roll with D'Lo and Rudy would be good because D'Lo's a good pick and roll guard. That's about his only skill set at this point, to be honest. I think it, it's got some, it's got the makings of a team that can make the playoffs and making the playoffs and making the second round for Minnesota is like a big deal. Oh, it huge. Is. Yeah. Huge. So, yeah. So I, I do, I like the move for them. I like the fact they didn't say stagnant, just think that Roswell could come back and do the same thing. So I think it's good to show that they're actually willing to make a move with, as yeah. they move. I like that both ownership groups are in locks up apparently because Glenn Taylor's still on the team until next year. You mean the chicken murderer? Exactly. Correct. Yeah. Okay. He's a, He's still taking on the team until next year when uh Rod Alzar can take over. But they were all in on they all discussed this together and were all like in agreement on how to move about it, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't hate the move. And it's a Rudy Gobert move. I never thought I like it, but I don't hate it because I, I understand what Minnesota's trying to do. I also know they're going to cook in the playoffs, but yeah. they have a chance. They're giving themselves a chance. Because I mean, if you had Rudy Gobert to that to Minnesota in that Memphis series, or they're probably winning that series. Mm-hmm. I'll be taking that. Mm-hmm. My basketball question is cat. And his love of fouling, and now you're putting him on more in more burn situation. Lord knows he might have five fouls in a quarter, mm-hmm. but maybe he'll be out of that by the playoffs. You know, maybe he does that enough in the regular season by the playoffs. Like, okay, I have to stop. I can't do that anymore. Maybe he'll know mm-hmm. by then. But um, facing wise, I think it works. Um, it does. Yeah, it, and I think I saw somebody put out. It was a bit of capping tweet. They're like, oh, they had a top twenty player without taking the ball in Ant's hands. Like, mm, Con Rudy top twenty seems like a lot, but um, no, <laughs> he's not top twenty. I do get the sentiment of and still gets to develop as an on-ball player and a playmaker while you add another, while you add a very valuable piece in the league, you know? So I do, I do get that. But yeah. Yeah. Top 20. I mean, I don't know. It's a lot having your center, having your backcourt or your front court cost a hundred million dollars between two, uh, $200 million between two of them is a lot, but you know, yeah. Me and you are in agreement. And I would say the majority of NBA spectators are in agreement that yeah, cat, not a max player, but we understand you got to give Cat the max there. But this actually makes Cat more worth a um, max player because now I don't have to watch him just get absolutely owned in the paint and think, oh, why is this guy even freaking getting max money? Because that would just make me mad. So now we're not going to see that as often. So it's it going to make it look like more of a good you know, contract signing or right. offer. Yeah. And I think that's the other thing with Cats Max. It's like, dang, you got to pay him. Because even though he's not, it doesn't feel like he's a Max player, he's kind of a perfect compliment to Ant, which is the problem. Like, that's kind of the perfect kind of player you would want to pair with Ant as he moves into the number one role. But I was like, wow, $20 million for him is so much money. The only thing is, man, like, Minnesota gave up so many pieces. Like, they're thin right now. I mean, who's even playing? Who's who's going to be – who is their starting one? Who is their – Three Russell. right now. Holy crap. I forgot they still have Russ. I forgot about that. I totally forgot. I mean, but the dude, the dude didn't show up in the playoffs. So you can't blame no, he, me on forgetting about no, Russell. I understand. He forgot about himself in the playoffs for sure. He for sure forgot he existed in the playoffs. Let me look at that roster real quick. Um, you know who's not, you know who's going to get, who's going to be bad in the West next year? Who's that? You just made me think of it because you brought the team up. Bro, the Grizzlies talk so much crap, and they're probably not even going to make the playoffs next year. You think they'll make the playoffs next year? I mean, okay, how much better can that roster get? Everybody else is getting better in the West. Have they even made any moves? I mean, and what's the true ceiling of the starting five they have right now? I mean, they added Danny Green. Oh, oh, my bad. Forget. I'm gonna cut that. I'm gonna cut what I just said. 
never mind. <laughs> They're finishing top three in the West next year. <laughs> They're in the West of their roster this year. You know, even falling off too far from that, right? Like, mm-hmm. I guess their range if Josh stays as a good player. I think they still got a couple moves they can make for sure. Like, I think they could probably get off Steven Adams, maybe Dylan Lewis, find somebody. But it's another thing. I think they were they were a dark horse for the Miles Bridges thing, but that's been wrecked aggressively, mm. you know. Yeah. So and rightfully wrecked, by the way. I, I just want to make sure everyone knows that. I'm not saying like a bad. It's been rightfully wrecked. Yeah. Did you see the statement his wife put out, by the way? Or I don't even know if it's his wife. His baby yeah, mama. His wife. Yeah. Oh, it is his wife. Oh, okay. I saw the. You mean the video and everything? Oh, I I didn't know there was a video, but um, I saw yeah. the statement she had posted. Yeah, pictures, and there's like a video of her kid talking about what happened or something like that. Oh wow, it's it's looking yeah. real bad. I don't know if you saw the Hornets rescinded. This Hornets uh pulled the tender offer. Oh, the they did. I sent anymore. They pulled the offer entirely. Yeah. Um. But no, I think there's a move there for Memphis. I think they can get off Stephen Adams contract. You know, try and move him. So he's making like 29 mil this year. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if if KD wanted to go there, kind of lit. No, I want him to go there. I just would you get Jaron Jackson though, or would you? Want to hold on, Jaron Jackson. Well, the thing is, is and the reason why I think Memphis is going to be bad, or I mean, not as good, is because how long is Jaron Jackson out now? Six months. I think back in like December, probably. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why. I, mean, I, I would. I, yeah, I would get rid of Jaron Jackson for KD if the Nets are going to take that. I feel like this is the thing with KD, right? Because you are sacrificing long term future for like right now. Mm-hmm. Season year fifteen. If you get away a young player, like, but I mean, if you get a championship now, it's fine. Yeah. Right. But I do wonder, I do think, I don't know, it's, it's a weird balance with the KD thing. But I do like the idea of him in Memphis. I think it's fun. Mm-hmm. Weird thing is, he was in 2K, like, a couple years ago, he would always sign on Memphis at some point. It was weird. Cap space, he's in Memphis. I'm like, what is, what is that? The Spurs almost made the playoffs last year, bro. I mean, okay, well, not entirely. But I'm saying they'll probably be in a play, play-in game. Play-in is crazy. I thought they were going to be in play. I thought they were going to be bad this year, though. I thought this would be the year they were bad. I thought they were supposed to take, take a step back this year, and they didn't. I think that's why I'm scared to go against them now. I thought mm-hmm. they were going to be, but then they were like, nah, we're, nah we, we got a team that can do this better next year, presumably. Everybody said the Lakers should be, you know, and the Spurs should be decent. I think the Rockets will be decent, though. I think they're still like a year away from being decent. But they may be that's, they may be the Memphis of this year, though. Do oh, you think um, Daniel Green say that because step forward this year? Who? Daniel Green say that because step forward, you think? I think so. Jalen Green and they traded Christian Wood. Christian Wood is a good player. That was a good pickup by Dallas. It was. It was. Okay. They've only been up. Oh, Chris Haynes updated. The discussion has only been preliminary. So it's probably just, hey, Kyrie, we want to come here. You like Russ? Not really. Yeah. <laughs> we don't really want Kyrie. <laughs> Russ. All right. Let's figure something out, I guess. I'll back, back an hour. My mind is how the conversation went. <laughs> yeah, if I'm the Nets, I'm not doing that. I'm not trading Kyrie for us. The problem is you don't have any picks. Like you could do it if you had some picks, and you could, you know, have a draft line. You have, you don't have any picks. That's true. That's true. Now I think um, I heard the 2023 pick is a pick swap. So if the Rockets are terrible and the Nets are both terrible, you know, it could be like, you know, hey, we're swapping between two and five. Hey, we got the fifth pick. Yeah. <laughs> not, not terrible, but this is an ugly scene out here, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to give Drew Holiday credit for resetting the market. On the trade market, by the way, because all these trades just give me the Drew Holiday vibe. How's that? Holiday went for like three firsts. That's right. That's right. Three firsts. And people are like, oh, that's a lot. The walk you won a championship with him. He's an important piece. Yeah. Do you think um, three firsts was too much for uh, Murray? 
because I, I thought that it was weird that people were getting caught up on that. And I was, I think that's appropriate. Mm, yes and no. I think I think it all depends on what your where your franchise is, right? If you're a playoff team, three versus not that big a deal. Now I think it, what it hurts is the fact that I mean, if you knew if you knew KD was coming, up, you probably should have those three first still. Because then you got a then you got a really good package for the Nets, right? Yeah. First and uh pick a player, pick a couple players. You know what I'm saying? Then you then you got something there, right? Mm-hmm. I think I think the KD I think the KD of it all makes everything look like an overpay because Kevin Durant's available. Yeah. Unless your theory is correct, he's not really available. He's just you know putting the NBA world in a tizzy. I have a feeling that that might be it. I really have a feeling that KD doesn't want to break Kyrie's heart. He really just wants to keep that friendship together. So he's going to make it seem like everything's out of his hands. He's like, I'm sorry, Kyrie, man. I did the best I could, bro. I really did. You know how they are. They're trying to hold us down, bro. They don't want us to succeed out here. And Kyrie would be like, you don't have to say anything more, brother. I already know. I already know. I'm going to be praying for you. Allah. <laughs> I just wish at any point in his career, I'll go for this. But he's just never shown. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying. True, though. It will be mad funny. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for your friends, man. All right. But I do think it's time to possibly change his mind. The thing is, whatever team he goes to, because of what the Nets are asking for and the leverage the Nets have in the situation, is like, you're just going to go to a team that's not quite there. Mm-hmm. It's You end up in a situation where you're not probably not going to win there either. Yeah. Because you know who doesn't have a package that I'm kind of tired of hearing about? Who? The Heat. The heat. N- exactly. Exactly. I do not know why. I saw Stat News posted again today. A lot of these teams that they're throwing out here have nothing to trade or nothing that's good enough to make me want to go, yeah, I'll give up KD for this. I, they you know can't what? even trade Bam to him, can they? Because doesn't long. Bam qualify? Yeah, as long as they're they can't. Yeah. Um, the, that's, that's the thing I did notice about this. That I'm glad you said that because it reminded me of this point that I thought of the other day. Like, I was looking at trade packs. I'm like, so you're just telling me there's no fair value for KD, which there isn't a fair value for KD. Mm-hmm. Like, you're Nets have to understand they are going to end up losing no matter what because you're giving up Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. But, like, you just got to make the best of the worst, basically. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be like, you know what? That was good. Mm-hmm. The package. Because it's KD. Yeah. Like, none of these deals offer, but some of these offers, you know a bad offer when you see it. Mm-hmm. Like, the offer sitting around Tyler Hero is not the offer. It's just not. Sorry. And Hero's in all these packages. I don't, Tyler Hero can't be the face of the focal point of the package. He just can't be. It doesn't work. No. The, the Heat shared vision because you know they don't, they, don't want, they don't want to be called Heat culture anymore. Did you hear that? Wait, what? Yeah, they don't like Heat culture. Dan uh, Levitar told that to Mike Ryan the other day. Like he talked to them. They don't like Heat culture. They like the idea of calling it shared vision. They have a shared vision. Oh my god. The idea of trading for shared vision, guys, is that if your franchise don't have that kind of vision and makeup, it's probably not going to work the same for you. You know what the Miami Heat are? What's that? The Miami Heat, and this is way too much of a compliment for them, but I'm going to throw it out here anyways and tell you the comparison. The Miami Heat are the Chick-fil-A of the NBA because at Chick-fil-A, man, that's not a rag. That's a towel. You're not a kitchen worker. You're a back-of-the-house employee. We want to hire somebody who shares our vision of our, our five – What is it? I need to see my little card. Our six behavioral operations are going the second mile. We cultivate uh, a a family here. They they are as bogus. Get out of here. All right. But they like to think that there's something way more than they actually are. People only want to come to you because you're on South Beach. All right. Let's just get over. Let's just accept that and leave it as it is. 
but they've also proven they would win championship. Like repeat. True. I mean, Chick Fil A be out here winning championships too. I guess so. It does work. Yo, I remember the first time I was Chick Fil A. They asked me the second round, like, "What does that mean?" Oh yeah. <laughs> I was going to them like, just saying weird words to me. Just yeah. tell me what you need, and you got me up front for the day. Just tell me, just just ask, just tell me what you need in mm-hmm. a regular term. Weird terminology in the front. I work up here with you people. I don't like touching. I don't like touching my, people's money. I don't like doing. I don't. You know, I'm not cash. I don't like touching people's money. Why? Because I don't like doing the math. Uh you like. I don't know. I got math anxiety thanks to childhood. So like, <laughs> I don't like doing in front of people, like ever. And yeah. I know I'm not really having to do math. The machine doesn't math. This idea that I gotta pull these dollars out in a fast manner, and you gonna look at me while I do it, and it's yeah. leaving me off. Yeah, my drawer was ten dollars short one time. I got wrote up for that because uh, I was going too fast, and there was a ten dollar bill folded up, and I accidentally grabbed it along with the other ten. Gave him too much change back. Oh, ten dollars. What was Chick-fil-A ever gonna do? Oh yeah, they said it, but apparently ten dollars is the write up minimum. So yeah, that's not about Chick-fil-A. Yeah, God bless Chick-fil-A. <laughs> he has blessed them so many things. I didn't. You cut in and out on that. I couldn't hear you. He has blessed them so much. Yeah. <laughs> he blessed as Chick-fil-A one day. Mm-hmm. I do. He's blessed that company. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's weird that the Minnesota Timberwolves combined two of my least favorite big men. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate the trade because I saw the vision. But I feel like you didn't hate the trade either just because Ant's there. So so you're already spinning in your mind how everything's going to work with Ant there. They're giving Ant a chance at success. Mm-hmm. And I, I do. I really appreciate him giving Ant a chance at success because, you know, I'm only, I'm only here for Ant. When Ant gone, I'm gone. We going mm-hmm. together. He <laughs> Bradley Bills me. Stays there forever. Oh, how you feel about Bradley Bills contract? I'm assuming. Did, okay, didn't Bradley Bill do this before? Because everybody's saying, oh, he probably just picked up that contract, that max, so he can ask for a trade next, you know, the following year. But didn't he do that the last time? No, he never requested a trade. I thought there were rumors out there that, you know, he had. No, nah, it's yeah. It, they thought he was going to be over and one out, but he never, he never asked. He oh. never asked. People are subjecting to this year. That he would, there would be the year he made a move. He's like, I'm good. I'm going to stay here and get his 250. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm the type of person that like, if a player wants to stay with your pathetic franchise, you should just celebrate that type of person I am, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good for him. I mean, speaking yeah. of, speaking of that, I'm, I've been wondering what Dame's thinking right now? I don't. Dame, I feel, bro. I feel like Dame and Portland both know they'd be better without each other, but not someone to say it. So they stay weird, like relationship. Sometimes happy, but most times they're just both in the same house. Nobody's really. T- everybody's like on their phones, mm-hmm. and they bed at separate times together. And then sometimes one puts their arm around the other. The love is still to make them feel like the love is still there. Contact. They're doing it for the kids. They are doing it for the kids, mm-hmm. for sure. Fans at this point. Oh, I yeah. think even the kids are old enough to be like, it'd be okay. It's okay if you got separated. It really is. Mm-hmm. But it's fine. You could. You don't have to do this for us anymore. We're we're seven. We're sixteen. Mm-hmm. You know, and a little bit better. You know, we're not five. I think that's that's where everybody is. It's just an awkward relationship at this point. It's like Dwayne Wade and and the, it's almost like Dwayne Wade and the Heat. He like went to Utah, the departure owner. Like, oh wait, like, so y'all, see so y'all still married, but y'all separated. What's going on over there? Whereas yeah. Portland, 
still in the same house, just being awkward, making dinners weird for the kids. <laughs> talks at no one talks at dinner. Yeah. Oh, you got you made steak today? Mm-hmm. That's nice. And then five minutes of silence. Yeah. I saw CJ at the store. Did you? How's he? <laughs> Doing all right. Doing all right. You know he's down in New Orleans now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He no, said, he give said, him a call sometime. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. No. No, no. <laughs> just, just terrible. All of it is in Portland. Yeah. Damn, apparently it's weird day. Loyalty has an expiration date. So I don't know what that means. He I don't tweeted know that? Yeah, I don't know if that's his next album title or like if he meant it. Because, you know, it's it's summertime when he damn dropped an album. Uh, yeah, I mean, he he he's leaving, though. That means he's leaving soon. But he did that like three years ago. He said that when they lost the Nuggets, he tweeted something weird and didn't go anywhere. Yeah, maybe maybe Dame's just too comfortable where he's at. I think, you know, I think it is. I think Dame talked all that loyalty stuff because he thought like it was cool to say mm-hmm. how ridiculous it sounded as he gets further into his career. And he's like, bruh. But his pride is like, I can't, I can't not stand on everything that I said. Because mm-hmm. And they are. It only be like two days, bro. Mm-hmm. I gotta do it. over it. He kind of deserves it, but I'm at the point, bro. Once these dudes sign that super sign, that that extension on the extension, that's like because the rookie extension is one thing, right? Guys don't turn down the rookie extension just because it's too risky. Um, but once you sign that next extension of seven years, seven eight years, you sign the next extension and new one on top of that. Hey, just whatever. Yeah. Stuff. Now, what do you think the? This is my question. This is my. Life. What do you think the CBA is going to be like? Because CBA is up in two years. Yeah, um, I thought about this a little bit, and I heard Bill talk about this a little bit, Bill Simmons. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to try. On air and just spitball so many ideas. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I saw Trey Young going at him about the whole. That's what I was thinking about, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. I There's nothing much they can do. I think he was right. Like, There's not much that the owners can do to put in the CBA to make these guys stay, except for I kind of do like the idea if you sign a Supermax, you have to stay for a minimum of like two years or something like that. But um, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Yeah, I do like that idea. But also, this is kind of the sense of them putting that Supermax in place anyway. Because they made that Supermax to make guys. They made Supermax after the Miami Heat thing happened. Like, oh, we made this. Guys don't want to leave the team. Mm-hmm. They thought they were going to build a, a buffer there. And it hasn't really worked. Mm-hmm. Guys either turn down Supermax, which KD did from uh, Oklahoma City. Or two, they sign in and say, hey, I want to trade. Mm-hmm. You know? So they did kind of create this on their own, but that's also kind of just sports ownership. Owners create problems, and they want to, they put rules in place to protect them from their own problems. It's not really salary caps exist, so owners don't be like, uh, "Well, I didn't, I didn't spend that much money. I had to, mm-hmm. I spend it, bucko." About that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, also in place to protect them from themselves. But I do, I am curious. I I do think there has to be there needs to be a balance somewhere because I'm getting where. The offseason is fun, but like seeing teams that have been together for a while, it does have an appeal to it, right? Like the Warriors have an appeal because they've been together. The um Bucks. Bucks have an appeal because it's Giannis and Middles and they've been, you know, they've been together. You got guys like that. Memphis is going that, that direction, you know. You kind of like seeing Yeah, you like seeing these. I like seeing guys, you like seeing these cores kind of, you know, grow together and see what they can become. Yeah. That for sure. But the transaction is is a fun period of time. Yeah. No, it's one it, it, it's like Oh, where can he go? What's going to do? What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. You know, I was kind of giving up on, on anything happened with the next thing. I was like, yeah, nothing's going to happen. Everybody's going to stay home. It's going to be a dr- dramatic offseason for nothing. 
but now it might actually blow up. Yeah, I, well, I think um, if anybody's going to move from the Nets for sure, it's going to be Kyrie. And I think it's really just because the front office is tired of dealing with Kyrie. And you know, I think it's easier to move him. It just is like he's yeah. a one easier fix. But I mean, if, if I gave you the choice or any owner the choice, like who are you keeping? You got Kyrie and KD. You got to get rid of one of them. Who are you going to get rid of? It's going to be uh, yeah. Kyrie 10 out of 10 every time. Yeah. yeah but my, I think. I think all that uh, post playoff. Like, oh, go ahead. I'm all time great plan for your deal and getting and, and we we gonna be we gonna be talking for a long time, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you might be here for a minute. Not figure this out. Yeah. I think that post playoff conference um, is what did Kyrie and when he was like, yeah, me, Sean, so and so, we really gonna sit down. We're gonna talk about it. And they're like, get the hell out of here, man. Like, I'm so tired of this. <laughs> like. That's probably what they were thinking. <laughs> yeah. Point about Kyrie and uh, Josiah as the owner. You know, Josiah was like Alibaba or whatever. You know, he's like, he's Chinese. Thinking he owns Alibaba. Uh-huh. And he was like, no, knowing what we know about Chinese coach, you think that man respects anybody not coming to work? Exactly. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kyrie's always bad side for a minute, I think. Because, you know, so I was very pro-vaccination. So, I think he's kind of. I think he's been over, over with Kyrie for a good minute. Mm-hmm. But he ain't gonna do what? He <laughs> he had a birthday party and come to work. Mm-hmm. How much? How much money he make? I feel like he's looks at Kyrie's paycheck like every week, like thirty six million dollars. Thirty six. Thirty six. Get him. Get him away from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might fight Kyrie if he's on. Oh yeah. Now KD apparently went to Joe's house to request a trade. Which does lend credence to your theory. See, he went, like just straight to his house. Like, you think it's force whisper? Yeah. Not Joe. Yes. Not Joe. <laughs> it was called the force whisper. Yeah. Because what if I mean Kyrie said straight up he's sticking with his boy KD through and what through. He said, he said he that. Said. So mm-hmm. I mean KD's like I gotta get rid of this dude. Like, but I don't know how to break. I don't. I don't know how to get rid of him without just, uh, you know, playing both sides. And so, uh, KD's got. I think KD's like, I'm gonna have to play both sides on this. I was like, and like, so what are you gonna do? He's like, oh, we're gonna offer KD a contract. He's like, how much though? I don't know. <laughs> like, we're thinking like, you know, two years, and KD's doing this. Like, one year, okay, he's still doing this. Like, <laughs> nothing. Puts his thumb up. There we go. <laughs> and he just leaves. He doesn't say another word. His, uh, his business partner hits him with a discount. This meeting never happened. Now, I don't need to say this, but this meeting never happened. And then they leave together. Then Katie's like, I don't know. I never said a word. Mm-hmm. Said a word to him about, K- about Kyrie. Hadn't spoken to him at all. It's all been hand signals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, no, what, I- if- what if it was text message? It was just emojis. <laughs> <laughs> he said the emo- like, they were like, hey, so we're thinking about offering Kyrie. He sent this, the X emoji. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe the uh, face slap palm, the face palm. Like, so don't offer him thumbs up emoji. Thumbs yeah. up, hundred emoji. <laughs> you good with this flex emoji? Yeah. All right. Now, how I believe this wasn't. If, now, if they actually do trade Kyrie for Russ, then everything I just said was a lie, and KD wasn't doing that because I know for sure, damn well. KD would probably rather put up with Kyrie again for another season than having to play with Russell Westbrook again. 
he really left Russ for woke Russ. Oh, he did. He he did, didn't he? But I mean, woke Russ is way more efficient though of he a is. player. <laughs> it's just hilarious that like he ain't back here again with the point guard that you just couldn't trust after leaving Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. And like I'm at the point where I if you want to leave Golden State, that's whatever. But you're gonna get these jokes for it for sure. Like mm-hmm. I I'm, I'm, I'm taking it serious. Some people where it's like, oh, I don't know, Katie. You know, they never need stuff. They never need KD. They clearly need KD. Like, you said, mm-hmm. But, like, I'm not that far with it. But these jokes are funny. And it's just a funny sense of irony that they, they went and won after you left. Mm-hmm. You're blowing up Brooklyn. Allegedly, possibly. Yeah. Possibly blowing up Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. What do you think it would take for the Knicks? For the net straight KD to the net to the Knicks? I don't yeah. know. I did. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, they never. I don't think they ever do it. But I think they would if I was in that. So I'd be like, yeah, sure. You think the Knicks are going to figure it out with him? No. <laughs> it's a, I feel like it's the ego thing. Yeah, probably. They will go crazy in the streets for days. Yeah. You know? And they're still trying to sell themselves in New York, Loki. It's like, I don't know. But I feel like it would take, it would take yeah, it would take some. They have to, I feel like they just have to own it. They have to be like, for the next 10 years, you will trade us whatever draft pick we asked for. Mm-hmm. Nope. I feel like that would have to be the, the agreement. For sure. You know? Yeah. And they couldn't, you know, they couldn't discuss it publicly. But that would be like a back table agreement. Oh, the Knicks just traded the draft pick to the Nets inexplicably. Yeah. What's on TV? Five years, the Brooklyn Nets traded Kevin Durant to the Knicks for a package that a lot of people were just like, what is this? And we were like, now, why did the Nets trade Katie to the Knicks for this? Hmm. And now here we are four years later. And the Knicks have no one picking the draft and they traded to the Nets. Mm-hmm. And you look back on that and you go, now why would the Knicks, why would they trade this pick with nothing attached to it? And you wonder, oh, the stepping rule is in place. Maybe they couldn't move the picks all, all at once. So now you wonder what conversations were had in those offices back then. Mm. And then you look back and you wonder, why aren't you subscribed to Not the Express podcast on YouTube? Why aren't you following it on, on Apple Music and Spotify? Hmm. Why are you not doing that? And you look at and we look you look yourself in the mirror and you go, wow, I'm a bad person for not reviewing not the experts on, on giving it five stars on Apple on Apple Podcasts. I should go do that right now. 